Have we completely missed our assignment? Have we overlooked the true purpose of why we're even on this earth for? It's possible we have misunderstood and forgotten the purpose that God placed over our life or the assignment for the season we currently find ourselves in. This may be the very reason why we feel stuck in this point in time. Today, we're diving into the question, what does it mean to do God's will and live our lives without the public approval? What does that look like? And what is it that God truly requires of us? We take on tremendous amount of pressure when we feel the need to prove ourselves in order to feel validated. Ask yourself today a more meaningful question, and that is, what is it that God says about me? For a moment, think about, what was my assignment anyway? But in order to understand the assignment, first, let's take a look at what it's not. I titled this one, The Approval Was Not the Assignment. Allow me to welcome you into a new episode of That's the Truth. Hey, welcome back. This is episode number 11 of That's the Truth. I'm grateful that you're tuned in. I'm excited to share with you today's topic. I am Jay Gallegos, and if you know anything about me, you'll know that I am very passionate about personal growth and learning new things, as well as spiritual growth. And I want to invite you into some of the things that I've learned along the way, and I want to invite you in so you can learn and grow along with me. I want to help you get one step closer in your journey and further along in becoming who God has intended you to be so you can be effective and make an impact in every area of your life. If you're wondering, this podcast is all about personal growth. We talk about both spiritual and practical things, all based on the Word of God, so we can become what God has intended us to be one step at a time. Allow me to remind you, life is not so much about the journey, but more about the destination and who we become along the way. It's less about what we do and more about who we become. If you've been following along, you'll know that We drop an episode every two weeks, a teaching the first Friday of every month, followed by a conversation with a guest later in the month. And occasionally, we'll have some bonus content, so keep an eye out for that. You can also find more content like this in my blog, inspired2inspired.org, and I'll have some descriptions in the links below where you can find that. A big thank you also to everyone who has taken time to listen, provide feedback, and has shared the podcast on social media. I'm so appreciative of that, and it really helps extend the reach of the podcast as we invite others to join the community. So with that, let's get into today's topic. Have you ever shared an unconventional experience with someone, and for some reason, they don't believe you? They're just stuck in this disbelief. You don't post about it. It really didn't happen, right? And you're doing everything you can to prove it actually happened. Being as persuasive as you can, explaining the best that you can, trying to find a way to prove it and validate your story. It's not until you show the pictures and the video reels, and it's not until you have proven facts, and it's not until the pictures are revealed that the story becomes true, until the facts are shown and proven. In the text I'm going to share with you, Jesus was facing something very similar in this moment except he was not planning on providing any type of proof to anyone. He wasn't planning on proving a single thing to anyone. Jesus was God in the flesh, and it was already approved before ever performing a single miracle. 
The people didn't realize who was really among them. Their belief system was flawed. And in John chapter 6, I feel this passage is very relatable to us all and how at times we feel pressure to earn people's approval, whether it be in our vocation, in school, in leadership, even in ministry, it's possible. Feeling as if we are always needing to prove ourselves can be exhausting and very unhealthy place mentally and emotionally. We find Jesus having an interesting conversation here in chapter 6 of John. After feeding the 5,000, the crowds of people had been searching for Jesus. So when they found him, to their surprise, he calls them out on their motives and the reason why they were searching for him. In verse 26, he says, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed the seal of approval. He called the people out on their motives for following him for physical and temporal benefits. They were searching for what he could do and not for who he really was. He calls them out on this, but he leads them to something that represented a higher meaning. He leads them to something that was unmeasurable. He leads them to something with unmeasurable longevity. He refers to eternal life. He refers to food that endures to eternal life, something Jesus himself was going to provide. Why? Simply because God the Father had already placed his seal of approval on him. Verse 28 says, Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? What must we do to do the works God requires? Do we need to earn eternal life? Was maybe their basis for the question. They thought they needed to earn it. This is not something that they could pray for. This is not something they were going to work for. And in verse 29, Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Very simple, just to believe. Believe in the one he has sent. Nothing special, no special requirements, no need to prove anything. This is not something that you could earn. Just simply believe. This apparently was not so simple. We then get to see the level of our thinking based on the level of their following question. Watch this. This is where it gets a little bit more interesting. In verse 30, they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Notice what they asked. What sign will you give? What sign will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Based on the question, we know that they completely missed the assignment. He said believe, but they responded based on what sign? What deed? What are you going to do? What are you going to show us? What is it that you're going to perform? They completely missed the assignment. They missed the one thing that was required of them, and that was simply to believe. But they thought they were going to see a sign. They thought the signs, the miracles, the performance, anything that he did was going to validate who he was. They were trying to validate him based on the miracles that he performed. They were searching for the signs according to their belief system, which was to validate the anticipated Messiah. 
Jews expected to see the four messianic miracles. They were looking for him to cleanse a leper. They were looking for him to heal someone with birth defects, someone that was born blind. They were looking for him to cast out a demon from a person that was mute and deaf. And they were looking for him to resurrect someone from the dead after they had been proclaimed dead after the fourth day. And that's why the story of Lazarus is so impactful. And this was done in public because it was done so they could believe. They were looking for the signs that proved Jesus to be who he said he was. They were accustomed to seeing before believing. They may have been accustomed on validating others based on simply proof. They were taught to look for these signs. But here's the problem. They wanted facts when Jesus was trying to teach them faith. Their belief system was based on proven facts and not faith alone. Jesus always knew from the beginning that approval was not the assignment. Jesus understood his mission. He understood, understood his purpose, and he knew exactly what he was there to do. Jesus always knew that the approval was not the assignment. They didn't realize that he didn't think like they did. He was never after their approval. He didn't come to this earth to receive the approval or validation from people as Lord and Savior of all based on what the works he did. Approval was never the assignment. They completely missed it. They missed their assignment because they thought they were going to validate the Messiah based on the signs that he performed. They asked for them. They said, what sign will you do? What sign will you give us? What are you going to do so we can believe? They failed to understand he was already approved. He was already validated by the Father. The text says it clearly, for on him God the Father has placed the seal of approval. They thought believing was based on something they were going to see. They wanted to see fireworks, and Jesus was talking faith. God does not perform or lower himself to our expectations. He is an all-sovereign God. We must rise from unbelief into a realm of faith and learn to completely trust in God. At times, we tend to get caught up in the approval trap. And that's just reality. At times, we get caught up in the approval trap. We're expecting feedback from someone or group of people just to feel accepted. There's a level of satisfaction that comes from someone affirming us or simply acknowledging our accomplishments. And that's okay up until we become dependent of that or we begin to expect it. We can become paralyzed waiting for acknowledgement that is just simply not guaranteed. This is not always going to be there. Expecting people's approval is like waiting on permission. This is why you may feel stuck because you're waiting on permission from people. Because once they say it's good, once they approve, once they say it's okay, once they say, yes, that's accepted, then you take action. You're making decisions based on what others may think. We're stuck because we get caught up in trying to prove things to people that honestly really don't care, or maybe they're not even paying attention. Why do we seek approval if we already have access? And I want you to think about that for a moment. If you're driving, if you're in the gym, if you're on a treadmill, wherever it is that you're listening to this, why do we seek approval if we already have access? Access to what? 
You have access to God's presence. You have access to his kingdom, regardless of what anyone's opinion says. You have access to know what God says about you, and that is truth. You're always known by God. You're already known by God. You're already loved and approved by God before you ever accomplished anything, before you ever did anything, before you ever reached any goal. You were already loved and approved by God before ever accomplishing anything. He loved you even before the days came to be. Like Psalms 139, 13 to 16 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Verse 16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You don't need approval because you already have access. You have access to something that is eternal. The need for validation is rooted in the absence of value. I'll say that one more time. The need for validation is rooted in the absence of value. We cannot expect validation to fulfill our internal voids. That just can't happen. We can't expect validation to fulfill our internal voids. Seeking validation from people will always fall short, and it turns out that it's really temporary. This is what Jesus referred to as food that spoils. God's approval is what is eternal. What God says about us is eternal, and that is solid, and that's the truth. Not being aware of your own value leaves a desire to be validated. We must be grounded in God's word because in him we are complete. In order to be approved, it requires a validator. That means that that makes us subject to someone else's standards and opinion. Aren't we worth more than just an opinion? Our value in reality is not determined by the discretion of anyone else but God. He created us. So my question to you today is, who's validating you? What kind of credentials or authority does your validator have? I would have much rather trust in what an all-sovereign, all-powerful God says about me over any random opinion. Earning people's approval is not the assignment. Our fulfillment and satisfaction should come from meeting our own purpose in doing God's good and perfect will. And I like what Colossians 3 23 and 24 say, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. When we are starved for validation, we start performing under peer pressure. I'll say that again. When we are starved for validation, we start performing under peer pressure. This is when we start trying to meet expectations of others in order to be noticed. We start over-exhausting ourselves trying to be acknowledged or attempt to earn our way into acceptance. This affects how we make decisions. This affects our mindset. It misaligns our entire focus. This affects our lifestyle. We may even start living above our means just to maintain a certain level of status. We're pressured into using all the perfect filters because we're pressured into performance. We think it's really about 
how many likes and views we get. It will only be liked if it looks a certain way. Some will think that they have to meet a specific standard. A performance-driven mentality will lead us to believe in false metrics. We cannot give ourselves validation by views and likes and acceptance by people. We'll be willing to do things outside of our character and attempt to normalize them. But in reality, we become overwhelmed and exhausted trying to uphold a false image to people with artificial approval. And I want you to think of this for a moment. Do not be content with validation that is counterfeit. If you want to write that down or you want to repeat it to yourself, do not be content with validation that is counterfeit. In John chapter 7, we see in verse 2, but when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. And verse 4 says, no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. This is a very powerful passage, and I think it supports the topic that we're sharing today. Jesus was tempted on multiple occasions to push his weight around and show his power. Jesus was pressured into performing miracles in order to prove himself. At least that's what the people expected. They wanted signs. They wanted miracles. They wanted the fireworks. They wanted a big, a big show, and they wanted proof of who he was. He was asked to show signs and impress the people. Jesus remained faithful to his purpose. Jesus knew that their approval was not the assignment. He spent 40 days and 40 nights in the desert and the devil tempted him there. He asked him to turn the stones to bread. He took him to the highest point of the temple and tempted him to throw himself from the highest point there. He showed him kingdoms and splendor of the world and he promised that he would give that to him if he bowed down to the devil. But Jesus remained faithful and relied on what was written. People wanted proof that he was who he claimed to be. They wanted to see signs. They wanted to see the miracles. They wanted to see a certain level of performance to validate who he was. On the cross, he was tempted and mocked to bring himself down if he really was the son of God. When you perform under peer pressure, you set yourself up for disappointment because you'll always be trying to meet the expectation of others. You'll be trying to meet the expectations of someone else. The public will always ask for proof, but you have nothing to prove when you are secure in God's promise. We are approved and already accepted by his grace. When we understand that approval was not the assignment, the pressure is lifted up off our shoulders and we have to be grounded on purpose and see that God has his seal of approval over our life. Some will perceive you as too old, too young, not enough experience, not bright enough, underqualified, and maybe you'll be underestimated. It's not the approval we seek from people, but to do the work of God. We're not aiming to be approved. We're aiming to please God. Remember that approval is not the assignment. And at times, We'll get so caught up in performing under pressure because of our flawed expectations of others, and we get frustrated and feel as if we haven't arrived. If you're concerned with arrival, you will miss the assignment. You'll be more concerned with arriving than pleasing God. If you're concerned with arrival, you will miss the assignment. Paul said this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. We speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God. 
who tests our hearts. You know, we never use flattery, nor did we put on masks to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. And today I'll leave you with this. God does not always reveal himself by what we can see, but through the heart and in a realm that we cannot see. Don't be preoccupied about being seen, about performing in public, performing for the people. We were called to serve. Don't be preoccupied about being seen and having others see what you do and seeing your progress. Let the work and your success be the proof. We were called to serve. God sees what is done in secret and he will reward you for it. Don't depend on being seen and trying to earn approval, acceptance, and validation. Rather, learn to trust in the unseen God. When you trust in the approval of the unseen God, you'll be at peace with what you do and your work going unseen. You know that the unseen God sees in the realm of the unseen you. And I want to remind you today with this message, God sees you. Keep in mind, approval was not the assignment. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast and you found this helpful in some way, let me know about it. I would love to connect with you on social media. In the description below, you'll find some links. You can also visit the blog page where you can find more helpful content like this at inspired2inspired.org. That's inspired, the number two, inspired.org. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. If you like, you could help us reach others by leaving a good rating, leave a review, or even share it on social media. I would greatly appreciate it, and that would mean a lot to me. In the meantime, continue moving forward in the direction God is leading you. Continue taking steps closer in becoming who God has intended you to be so you can be impactful in every area of your life. God bless, and we'll see you on the next one.